folks. It is Friday. Mark Aram live with you on a Friday, getting you home on time. Hope you have a great weekend plan. we got a fantastic show to close out the work week for you. Coming up in the second hour of the program, Mindy Kaling from The Office, Chelsea Handler, Eddie If, comedian, and uh, Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. Uh, a couple of programming notes, Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo, is off tonight, so Shane Backler, Shaney B., uh, you might remember, uh, became a, a, a viral superstar on the household Herman Cain name. show. Household name. Um, he's on the other side of the takeout window. Low T's here, Deb's here, and the intern, uh, Zach, Jack, Jake. Jake. Intern Jake. Yeah. Uh, he's on assignment. I, put, I took him on assignment tonight. Yes. Excellent. Yep. He deserves it. He's a good intern so far. He's, I love him. He's done more on the show he's in three great. days than Buford did in three years. <laughs> So that, me. that says a lot. Um, I want to get into this story. I don't know if you guys are, well, I know you're not, Chuck, and I probably am sure you're not, Deb, and I'm not sure about Shane, but are you guys big amusement park people, Disney folk? I used like, to live in Central Florida, yeah. and I would go down there for just a ride because you'd get like the passage. You could just go in and Going out. whatever. Yeah. I, if, if it's close by, yes. Shane, you lived in Orlando. Were you a big Disney guy back then when you were in Central Florida? I was a big uh, Universal guy, but okay. I worked at... Disney and Universal at one time. Oh, interesting. Chuck, I'm assuming no. You're you're not doing that, right? You're not, you know, going the, to Disney? Yeah. I mean, I liked Universal and but I've never been to Disney. But do you know people like I've got I'm not gonna say names, but I've got friends, grown friends, sans kids, no kids. Oh, those oh, people no. that no, no, no. that go on their vacations. <laughs> yes. Always to Disney. I know a lot of those nope. people. And they'll not only go to they're like Disney in Orlando, like, all right, we're going to Disneyland in California or Disney in Paris. And Disney Cruise. Disney Cruise. Like those no, people. No, no, no. All right. So I, I kind of make, I mean, whatever makes you happy. But the, the newest thing that opened in Central Florida was Harry Potter World. It opened Thursday, That's yesterday. Universal, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. Um, I, I, I someday will watch the Harry Potter movies mm. and read the Harry Potter books. Maybe. I, no, I'm, I would. I actually want to read the books more than see the movies. Um, but ten hours to wait in line to go to the Harry Potter Harry Potter World <laughs> opening. People stayed in line for ten hours. Now, my first uh, inclination is to mock those people the way I mock the Disney families that I know. Yes, and I understand if you have kids like Longoria who's off today because his daughter's fourth birthday. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to go to Disney World. You're going to take your kid to. Di- That's fine. But there's, there comes a point, you know, when you're not going anywhere on vacation but Disney World and you don't have kids, that's mockable in my world. Yes. I mean, do what you got to do, but I'm going to mock you for it. And I was about to mock the, the Harry Potter people, but then I realized something. Like 10 hours, you've got to deeply love something so much, in this case, Harry Potter World, that you're willing to wait 10 hours for something. And I got really sad because aside from the health of my family and my, my dogs... There's nothing in the world I would wait 10 hours for. There's nothing. I, I racked my brain today. I'm like, well, would I wait for it? No. Well, I love Seinfeld. Would I wait for 10? No. Well, I love food. Would I wait? No. There is nothing in the world I would stand in line for for 10 hours. Not to meet some baseball legend? Nothing. Hank Aaron could be like, Mark, you come over, wait 10 hours in front of my house, <laughs> then you can come in and we'll have dinner and we'll we'll, we'll drink a beer and watch uh, Friends. Nah. I'm not waiting... I'm sorry, Hank Aaron. I love you. I'd give a kidney if you needed it, but I'm not waiting ten You'd hours. Be waiting ten hours in the hospital, then. Well, that uh, for yeah, like if I had to give a kidney to someone, I would wait ten hours for that. But you know, there's nothing entertainment-wise. There's no band. I love you too. I love Tribe Called Quest. Not what I wouldn't wait forty minutes to go into a U2 concert. Like that's that's the upper limit. Like when it comes to a fine restaurant, 
40 if I have to wait more than 40 minutes I'm I'm turning around and I'm going to Arby's. I feel you. Yeah. Uh so I I kind of like got melancholy because there's nothing in my life that I am that passionate about that these Harry Potter fans are. And I, it kind of bummed me out. So I went from I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to make fun of these Harry Potter people 10 hours in line." But then I'm like, that's kind of that's kind of cool that they they care that much about something. That they would wait 10 hours for. There's nothing I would wait 10 hours for. Hmm. Is there anything you would wait 10 hours for in life? No, I've been sitting here the entire time and I I couldn't get half that. Like a gun show. Chuck no. loves, no, you're not You're not doing that. I could go to my now closet. For your daughter. I, if I want to see a gun show, I'll just go to my closet. Yes. <laughs> you know, you just, I'll just roll I'll my just sleeve roll and see the gun show. But even, I mean, for your daughter, obviously, you, you do sure. anything for her. Yes. But, but even if she yeah. wanted to go to Disney or- her, You never have to wait that long. You're Disney. not waiting 10 hours for her. No. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just sad- about my own life, I guess, because there's nothing that I I have a passion for that I, I love that yeah. much are that I would wait 10 hours for. Are they filling a void? That's why know. they're so upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not just these people. You know, it's, there's a lot of people that are like Star Wars fans that do, they do the same thing. Yeah. They camp out for a week to be the first Egg in line. For the movie, But yes. my point is, are they filling a void and that's why they're so passionate as opposed I to you know. who has more of a well-rounded life? And I so don't sounds know. good. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to church it up a little like bit. Like, you know, Chick-fil-A you does better. this thing when they open a new store, the first hundred people in line yeah. get Those free Chick-fil-A. Those are food insecure college kids, the, though. <laughs> and as much as I love Chick-fil-A, I'm not doing that. No. It's, there, so there's really, I can't find anything in my life where I'm like, oh, 14, 14 hour wait, overnight sleep for the big screen TV at Walmart on uh, no. Black Friday. I'm, nothing in that. So is there anything in your life that you would wait for 10 hours in line for, folks. I, I just want to know. Make me feel jealous about your happy existence. 404-872-0750. So, Deb, you're, you're the biggest music fan I know. You okay. are a, an encyclopedia of music knowledge. Uh, did I steal that from Steve Craig? Close. Close. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a okay. college. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there any any band you would wait for for 10 hours I mean, for? luckily, by the time I was old enough to go to shows, everything was already online. So I didn't even have to camp out for yeah. tickets. And I'm thinking, like, what band do I like? Because now we kind of have connections and radio. Sure, or yeah. I know people that know people. I mean, maybe if it was like Alex Turner doing an acoustic set and they were only going to let so many people in, maybe I would do that. But... I don't even know. I'd still probably just ask everyone, like, hey, do you have any connections into <laughs> can, this show? I'd probably still do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would, uh, the longest I've waited recently, this was not last year, the year before, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I had buddies fly in from LA and New Jersey. They're Cowboys fans. And I bought them tickets oh, sure. for Cowboys uh, Falcons. Mm -hmm. And there was a problem with the e-ticket the e on my phone. Don't get me started on that. But we had to wait. We got there super early to go in and check it out. And I had to wait 90 minutes before we could get in. Oh, that's killer. And I almost said, you know what, guys? Here's my phone. I'm going home. I don't I don't care that much about this game. But they flew in from L.A. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. An hour I'll, and a half, I'm going to get angry. Yeah. But there's nothing in my in my life that I'm that passionate. So I'm kind of sad. I, I came on here fully planning to mock the Harry Potter people. I'll still mock the Disney single, folks. Yeah. You're single without <laughs> kids and you're going to Disney seven times a year. I'm still going to mock you. I appreciate your passion. But it's misguided. But I, I, I am jealous of the Harry Potter folk. What would you wait 10 hours or more for on a line? Because I have nothing. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Samantha kicks us off in Canton. Sam, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, so I am one of those Harry Potter people. I named my daughter after a Harry Potter character. Hermione? You have no, no. Oh, no, no, no. You wouldn't, it's fine, you wouldn't know. <laughs> but 
Um, you are well within your right to mock these people because this was not the opening of Harry Potter World. This was one new ride. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, that was it. Harry Potter World has been open for over seven years. You know what? This I thought so because my girlfriend's yeah. a, a Harry Potter freak and she's like, we have to go down there. And I'm fine. Whatever makes her happy. I'm not waiting 10 hours. She dress up. So that's right. That has been. So this is just a new ride. It's a pe- new addition. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. One new ride. Have you been to Harry Potter World, Sam? Um, yes, for my honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> that's See, I'm not even mocking you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And is that where you conceived your uh, your daughter, Hermione? <laughs> no, no, her name is Ariana, but but no, it it was just one of those things where my husband and I are huge Harry Potter fans, and that's where we went for our honeymoon. Well, I'm jealous of your passion, and I, I, I appreciate you calling in. So that's just a new addition. It's not even the opening of the world, which makes it even more ridiculous. Dave's in Cartersville. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing, Mark? What's cooking, brother? Oh, I, I, I'm going to make a joke and say just to get home in this traffic, but the reality is I'll wait ten and a half hours for a cruise. Ooh, so you're a cruise you're a cruise nerd. I like that. Oh, I, I do. I, I wouldn't typically wait that long, but I have been forced into doing. Well, because you got to go through customs. Yeah, I've been on cruises. I'm I'm quickly becoming a a cruiser. I like the cruises. But I've got friends. I got a guy now I used to work with who's who's doing this like Pacific Rim cruise. Like Shanghai and Tokyo, and and he he's posts like a million pictures on Facebook every day about it, and that looks kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, ten hours for a cruise. I would I wouldn't do that, but uh, yeah, I mean that's beyond your control. If you're stuck in customs getting off the cruise ship. All right, uh, Harry Potter World has a ride opening that creates ten hour lines. Is there anything in this world that you're that passionate about that you'd wait ten hours for? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Willie's want to rub shoulders. The money's too young. See me when it gets older. Your bank account grow up. Mine's is one zero 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 older. Damn near out the rear trunk. Ten hour waits at Harry Potter World to ride one ride. I was going to mock you, but now I'm just jealous that the Harry Potter fans are that uh, enthusiastic about something. Is there anything in the entertainment world... That you'd wait 10 hours for. 404-872-0750. Bill joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Bill? Hey, Mark. I'm, I've been married 30 years, no kids. I've never been to Disney, but I just spent a week in Orlando. And it's it's big news down there. The, the, the uh, Harry Potter ride's big news? Yeah, it really is. They're all, they're all talking about it. But uh, you got me thinking I would wait 10 hours in line to collect my... Mega Millions winnings. Oh, yeah. I guess that, that, that'd that be cruel to make you wait 10, 10 hours, though. Like the lottery office guy didn't show up, and you're waiting there like, yeah, right, oh, I got right. $60 million waiting for me here, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, I guess in that rare circumstance, I would wait 10 hours for that. I'd be mad, though. I'd actually probably Absolutely. hire someone. I'd be like, here's $1,000. Will you wait in line for me for 10 hours? <laughs> Ginger's in Douglasville. Ginger, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ginger. Um, I actually would not ever do this, but my husband would wait in line to meet Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Ten hours, though? Oh, yeah. Even more. Is that- know, when they filmed here, you could catch him at bars and little five points. Well, don't, you know, listen, if he wants to wait ten hours to meet, what, <laughs> Andrew Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's the main guy. Okay. See, I, I, again, I've never watched that show. All right. Um, what would you wait ten hours for? I would wait for nothing for ten hours, but... 
That's me. I'm sad. I live a sad life. You're probably happier. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Arab Show. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. Happy early Father's Day, everybody. This Sunday, hope you have plans with your pops, or if you're a pop, you get taken care of. Uh, 10-hour wait at Harry Potter World in Florida uh, Thursday. A new ride open there. Uh, I planned to make fun of the people that waited 10 hours, but then I realized I'm a little jealous that they like something that much that they'd wait 10 hours in line for something. Is there anything you would wait 10 hours in line for? 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. Katie joins us in Snellville. Hello, Katie. Hi, Mark. Hello. I would wait 10 hours to meet Eminem. Really? I would wait more than 10 hours to meet him. The uh, the actor from 8 Mile? Yeah, the rapper. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I would like to meet Eminem. I, I'm not... Again, I don't think there's a single person... I don't. I wouldn't wait ten hours to meet the Pope. Really? Yeah. No. You're I. I Jewish. Yeah, you know, I am Jewish. That is part of it. But <laughs> if there was a Jewish equivalent to the Pope, I don't think I'd wait ten hours. That's a long time. Ten hours. That's driving yeah, from here to Tampa. I would probably wait for in traffic. Hours. In traffic. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Fair enough. Eminem. I didn't expect to hear that. Uh, Doris is up next to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Doris. Hi. Well, I love the question. Okay. I think it sparking interesting conversations and i i thought at first oh no nothing 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 and then i thought oh wait a minute i saw a snippet of film of isadora duncan dancing she never permitted her dancing to be filmed and they caught her for just a moment and if somebody had film of a whole dance of isadora duncan's i would wait 10 hours Interesting. You know something, Isidore Duncan and I have something in common. I will not let anyone film me while dancing either. So, but that's for other reasons, not because uh, I'm modest, but because I cannot dance very well. All right. Well, they're back to back. Eminem and Isidore Duncan. I mean, you literally will not hear those two names back to back on any other talk show. Doris, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Nicole's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Nicole. Hey, Mark. How are you? Excellent. What's going on? I used to be a backup dancer for Prince, and what? we, yeah, it was awesome. And he would co- have us come out when he would do videos. Okay. But honestly, we'd get there at 8 p.m., and we would not leave until 10 a.m. the next day because we waited. Well, <laughs> we did you get paid or we no? Would wait. Did you get paid? Uh-huh. Were you getting paid for this? Or this no, is, ooh, no. Mm. Yeah. So this, well, when we did our one-offs, we got paid for those. Yeah. But when they did the big videos and they just needed crowd scenes, literally, they'd have us all come out there and we would literally sit and wait probably eight to ten hours. I think, I And then think the last, like, two hours, he'd come out and perform. I've just had an epiphany, and I, and I owe you to you, Nicole. So I've been saying there's nothing I'd wait ten hours for. So one of my favorite movies of all time is Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. You guys yeah. familiar with Coming to America? Fantastic. Yep. So they're filming, they're doing a sequel, which mm-hmm. is probably going to be bad, but it's Coming to America too. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's being filmed in Atlanta. Yeah. And Fred mm-hmm. Blankenship and shit from Channel 2 and I, that's our favorite movie. And we want to be extras in that movie or have like some sort of a role. I'm sure Fred can get yeah. some pull on that. We're trying. 
I would wait that 10 would hours awesome. to do that. At, you know what? You I go. feel better about my life. I would totally wait 10 be, hours be to be an extra a- in McDowell's. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So I feel better about myself. It. My passion Very apparently good. is uh, is coming to America too. Chuck, if we can get walk-on roles to coming to America too, do you want to be in on it? No. Definitely not? No. You don't have to wait 10 hours. I'm just... Eh, it just seems like a hassle. You don't like that movie? No, I love the movie. All right. I just have no desire to stand around and be an extra. Deb? Do you want? Well, I mean, a featured extra. Like we're on. We're speaking we're, role. No, no speaking. I can't promise <laughs> no, a speaking don't role. Don't give me a speaking role. No. All right, Shane, you're invited too if you want to be on uh, coming to. I'm, I'm. I'm making promises. I haven't even got this yet. But I'm trying. Fred and I are trying. Very hard. I would wait. To, I would wait ten hours for that, and with no payment. Just let me be. What will happen is like what happened to you last time. I'll go. I'll get the back of my head. You know, at a press conference, yeah. and then I'll get cut out. Cut of out of the, the, whole scene. the DVD. Yeah. Interesting. Lisa joins us in Gainesville. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Lise. Um, you've kind of made me think about my life because I'm a habitual waiter. Um, You're a professional I, waiter. I'm, there you go. I waited uh, eight and a half hours to visit to see the Queen, um, which was wonderful. But I waited 18 hours to see Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. Now, if all right, and so I'm that all right, let me let me interrupt you because that I would wait to see Willie and Merle, but not for ten hours, and there'd have to be other in, things involved. Like Willie would have to uh, roll a, roll something for me. I'm sure that would be. Or <laughs> and and Merle would have to give me some hair, uh, you know, and, tips. And he will. I, I got backstage. No I way. I was right away. I was in the like we were my girlfriend and I. We were like sixth in line. And we got backstage, we got to hang out with Willie, we got to hang out with Merle. Oh, uh, now if you can promise me members. that, maybe. I love Willie Nelson. I'm not a big country guy, but I like old country. Patsy Cline, Willie Nelson, yes. uh, Johnny Cash. Yes. Ooh, to hang out with Willie Nelson, that might be worth it. All right, I'm feeling better about my passions and my life choices. We're going to come back. Russ and Gainesville join us. Second hour of the program, Mindy Kaling from The Office. Don't go anywhere. This is The Mark Aram Show. What would you wait 10 hours in line for? Let's go to Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Russ, not much time. What would you wait 10 hours for, buddy? I would wait 10 hours to hang out with Rob and Mead again. <laughs> that's close. That's a close call, Russ. I don't know. I, that's borderline for me. Real quick, uh, Henry's up next. Henry, what would you wait 10 hours in line for? Oh, heck, 10 hours. I would wait 10 days if I could. The Beatles. Get the Beatles back together? Uh, well, even well, even <laughs> way back when, when they worked together. Yeah, yeah I've, seen, uh, I've seen McCartney live. Have you seen uh, McCartney or... Anyone, Deb? Any I of the have, Beatles? I, I have. He's, I have. He's awesome. But still, the Beatles together was it. Yeah. If the, if the Doors, it was possible for the Doors to come back. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm a big Doors guy. Okay. Connecticut Doors, classic rock. I've met, what I grew up yeah, on. I've met. I've met one of the Doors. Blessed. Um, ooh, we'll talk about that next week on the okay. show. David's and Tyrone. David, real quick, uh, what would you wait ten on hours in line thing, for? If there, it, on the same thread, if there was a time machine, I would spend. 10 days waiting to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence. But outside of that, no. I, I'm not waiting 10 hours for much of nothing. I'm with you on that. The only problem is, if we go back to 1776, mm-hmm. I'd wait 10 hours with you to see that, David. 
I'm worried about the bathroom uh, issue in Philadelphia oh, in 1776. Back there. You can just go wherever. <laughs> just, just go wherever. <laughs> yeah. I don't even that. that they is, have trees. Yeah, they didn't even have porta potties back then. Yeah, are you wearing your now clothes or then clothes? Because you'd have like tights on. I know. And stuff. I know. Oh, all that heavy wool. If I wore my now clothes, <laughs> the they'd arrest me. Would be a twelve. They, oh yeah. Uh, back sweat meter today. By the way, uh, where's my bell? Uh, a six. Oh, it was nice. pretty sweaty, my way. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be that sweaty. Uh, Greta's up next on the show. Greta, uh, hey. what would you wait ten hours for, buddy? I really didn't want to wait. I visited Moscow in the winter time, and we were forced to wait on minus thirty-eight, uh, twenty-eight centigrade to see the statue of Lenin in the red platform. Wow! But you got to see the statue. We were forced. We didn't like it. We didn't want <laughs> you it. had to. We were paid to. Well, we're happy that we're happy to have you in the United States of America, Greta. Oh yes, I am super happy. Believe me, always, you don't know. Always great to talk to you. Thank you, dear. Leanne's up uh, on the show. Leanne, what would you wait uh, ten hours for? Uh, we used to camp out for concert tickets all the time overnight. I don't think there's one concert I, I would live aid. I wouldn't have done that. You never did that. Nope. No, I would really? not. Well, yeah, because um, I mean, I might wait ten hours. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no concert I'd wait ten hours for. Did you have a lot by you either? Like there was nothing by me. No, but there's just, I mean, tribe called Quest maybe. Uh, Dan's in Powder Springs. Dan, real quick, what would you wait ten hours for? Hey, bro, that dude stole my answer for the Beatles, but I guess it'd be Led Zeppelin then. Ooh, I'd wait two hours for Zeppelin. Um, you only have to wait eight minutes for Mindy Kaling from The Office. She's coming up next on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, coming up on the program, Mindy Kaling of Office Fame is going to join us, plus uh, comedian and author Chelsea Handler. But in studio now, a comedian who's at the punchline this weekend, tonight, tomorrow, and most likely on Sunday, Eddie Ift. Eddie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Thanks for having me headline the show. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, thanks to Mindy and Chelsea for opening for me. <laughs> we got them in the green room yeah. waiting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Are you big... Uh, Mindy Kaling, Chelsea. Hamilton. I love I love The Office, and uh, I've been on Chelsea's show. Oh no, yeah, kidding. yeah. I was on uh, uh, what did they the Chelsea what was Chelsea Lately? Chelsea Lately. Yeah. yeah, I was on that show way back in the day. She was always good to comedians. She like was her, very good. There her, were a lot of comedians that have careers. Thanks exactly. To her. Josh yeah. Wolf, I think. Got yeah, Josh. There. I'm doing Josh's show on Tuesday. No kidding. And um, Joe Coy, Joe Coy Absolutely, did very yeah. well. Um, uh, rest in peace, Brody Stevens. Okay. That was, uh, was her warm-up act. Yeah. Uh, Brody, who we lost about, I don't know, now like a few months. Time goes so fast. As you get older, you're like, yeah. oh, that was four years ago? No, but it was a few months ago. Uh, Brody was a very, very funny, endeared comic that uh, used to warm up her show and was hilarious. And in his show, he had this meeting with Chelsea because I think he got fired from her show and then went back and made up with her in his, he had an HBO documentary. Um, and Chelsea was in it. It was really funny. Interesting. Uh, Eddie, if this is at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow, tickets online at punchline.com. Uh, 
life expectancy for comedians. Let's talk. Let's get. Let's get down. Wow, let's, 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 let's get morbid as quickly as <laughs> yeah. possible. Well, um, I mean, you look at there's especially in, in our generation, mm-hmm. we've lost a lot of comics yeah. Yeah. in an ordinate amount. I think I got into comedy because when I was like young and thinking what I wanted to do with my life, I didn't know any comedians. Mm-hmm. I knew doctors. I knew lawyers. Sure. I knew businessmen. I knew everything. Yeah. Pharmacists. I was like, I don't know a comedian. It seems like there's an opening there. <laughs> and now I realize why there is, because they all died. They're all, they're all uh, gone, man. Uh, it's a very tough life, and it attracts a certain type of person. I was reading Dr. Drew has a book called The Mirror Effect, mm-hmm. and it's all about narcissism. And he has people take a psychology test, and it, they didn't know what they were taking, but it's basically a test to see how narcissistic they are. Yeah. And one of the highest rated people, uh, CEOs score pretty high, and actresses, not actors, actresses okay. score very high, but comedians score off the charts. So I would um, imagine radio hosts are up there as yeah, well. I would think so, too, yeah. because I have been in the radio business, and there is a lot of ego lot in radio. A lot of divas, yeah. M- more than TV. Absolutely. E- uh, radio is just crazy. So seeing this... Uh, I realized there's a lot of narcissism, and because of that comes a lot of like self-loathing, mm-hmm. and uh, but that's where the good stuff comes from. Yeah, right? self-loathing, but also childhood abuse, yeah, and trauma, and with that comes you know suicidal ideations and all kinds of things. Addictions so, and yeah, addiction. Yeah. So um, uh, you know, narcissism <laughs> sort of a, a form of addiction. So I, it's weird. I always say to people, I go, I love comedians to talk to. Mm-hmm. They're the best group of people to sit down and have a group with. But I'm not really close friends with any guy. Like, I have good friends that are comedians. I take that back. I yeah. do have close. But, like, my core friends is still my high school friends. Your high school buddies. Because <sighs> my dad always used to have a say, and he's like, would you want that guy in your foxhole? Mm-hmm. And there's not one comedian I'd want in what? my foxhole yeah. with me because they'd, you know, stick a bayonet I, in your I want to talk about that for a second. Eddie Ifton Studio at the Mark Aram Show. He's at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow and maybe Sunday. You'll find out when you go to punchline.com. Um, your high school buddies, mm-hmm. as a as a professional comedian, and granted, you are very successful, but I'm sure you all your friends from home, like my friends from home, are all funnier than me. Yes, <laughs> but they all have normal jobs, yeah. like you mentioned, uh, a lawyer, a pharmacist, um, you know, owns a restaurant. Yeah. But when you go back home, or when you started out as a comedian. Uh, what was the relationship like with your friends when when they're like, well, I'm going to law school, and you're right. like, well, I'm playing uh, the uh, the honey hole in Omaha. <laughs> like, they wh- were they were all pretty supportive. Uh, all my friends went into finance. We all kind of left college, and everybody went to New York City to get into sure. Wall Street and get all that money. Yeah. And uh, when I went uh, with them, they all said, "Hey, come live with us." And we'll take care of you. While you were doing the stand-up yeah, thing. Yeah, they were like, you know, That's you, can, great. you can rent a room in our apartment. And, and you know, they, they were very, very supportive. Uh, but then we'd go out at night and we'd be talking to girls and they'd be like, yeah, this is our friend Eddie. He's trying to be a comedian. Oh. And there was, you know, we got you, Eddie. We'll buy your beers. We understand. <laughs> oh. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, once I started getting on TV... And, uh, you know, they'd come hang out in the green room and go. they were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, remember, I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to but be it's a comedian. That, it's that uh, the, the paths that you take are, are so different. I would just – like when you go home for Thanksgiving, you go to your best friend Jim's yeah. house. Like, uh, you know – Jim is a stockbroker. Jim has the yeah. five-bedroom house and the four kids. And, oh, here's my funny guy friend, yeah. Eddie. I think there was a lot of uh, – still is a lot of, like – 
hey, Eddie, let's hang out, but I can't have you around my work friends <laughs> yeah. because I'm afraid of what you say. Sure. One friend, I won't mention who he works for. He's a high up executive at one of a big bank. Okay. I went to see him in New York. He's like, hey, let's go. Let's go get drinks. I said, okay. He goes, meet me in the office. I want to show you, you know, my trading desk and all the guys. So I, I, I got there and, and he goes, uh, I got to go to this dinner. He's like, let's go to this dinner. The guys that are working under me are putting on a presentation for a bunch of hedge fund managers. Okay. And, Is this uh, Bobby Axelrod? Are you I, talking I, about Bobby it, Axelrod? It pretty much, it's, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. So I show up at this restaurant. They have the back room rented out, this big spread, everything going on. He goes, listen, uh, I'm just going to say you're, you're a money manager for a family. Oh, nice. Yeah, you're one of the investors. And he goes, just, you know, just blend in. Yeah. And I'm in a t-shirt and jeans. He goes, that's what they all <laughs> look exactly, like. Exactly, that could be it. And he goes, uh, if you want, you know, ask some questions. And I start giggling. And I have, uh, my family's in the securities industry, so I know I have a background in it, know something about it. I go, can I ask some questions? He goes, yeah, go ahead. I go, can I grind them? He goes, go. He goes, <laughs> he goes hilarious. So he and I start drinking and all of a sudden they come in and he's like, go, just go. And I'm like, I cannot believe I'm sitting here Eating and drinking on X banks. Yeah, with uh, the masters of the universe in front yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am. This is the total corporate abuse that goes on. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's brought his buddy by that's a stand-up that's comedian that's eating, drinking, and abusing his employees. But I but I think that is, um, and I think I have this ability as well, and I think comedians do. Um, you and I can go anywhere and, and feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, I've, I've never go anywhere. I'm like, oh, I'm so out of place here. Like, we're, we're chameleons. Wherever we are, we adapt to our surroundings, sure. whether it's with Fortune 500 guys, whether uh, it's with the guys fixing the roads. Um, you know, we, just you, we have that ability to just, uh, A, make people feel comfortable, and then we, in turn, are comfortable. Did you go to around. public schools? I did, yeah. Yeah, me too. My dad, uh, we grew up in an area and. A lot of the people go away to p- private school, and my dad said, you're going to public school, and I said, you're cheap. And, uh, <laughs> no. and he said, uh, even, uh, you know, he went to Catholic schools, and he said, you, I want you in public schools because I want you to get to know everyone rather than, uh, you know, just, you know, my private school friends all just sure. one of these, you know, they, they, they weren't able to handle any situation. But I believe doing stand-up right out of college uh, put me in some horrific, horrific situations. Yeah. You know, where you're taking Greyhound buses across the country and staying in crack houses and doing these weird shows for strange groups of people. And once you do it, it's like lifting weights. You're sure. like, I've done that. Yeah. I can do this. But so, it, I think it helps to start young then because, you know, at 22, if you're doing that, yeah, it's easier than if you're 42 and you're like, yeah. You know, struggle it. You, oh, if I had to start over, there's you no way. It. You couldn't do it. Um, Eddie Ift uh, in studio at the Mark Aram Show. Uh, he's at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. Tickets online at punchline.com. Uh, you know a little bit about broadcasting. You, you've got a major podcast cooking. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I had one called Talkin's Hit uh, that uh, <laughs> we did for a long time. Uh, Jim Jeffries, another comedian, and oh, I Oh, excellent, did. yeah. And... Uh, we did that for a long time, and then my wife kicked it out of our house. We were doing it out of the house, and uh, it was really popular. So then I bought a short school bus and put $80,000 into it. And uh, You turned a, a short bus into a, a studio? Yeah, and I turned it into about a $500 heap of junk that's sitting in my driveway right now. <laughs> so uh, we were doing the podcast out of that called The Bingle Show. But weirdly, somehow I fell down this rabbit hole of uh, – I do a podcast about strength and conditioning and health and fitness now. Oh, I, I totally see that. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> it's called uh, the Wadcast Podcast. And so I interview the fittest people in the world every week. 
and travel like as I do stand up wherever I am I meet these people and nutritionists and physical therapists and coaches and weight trainers and personal trainers and crossfitters and MMA guys whoever it is sure and um, that makes sense because you you seem to be the most fit comedian that I've ever interviewed <laughs> I like I like to say the funny thing I used to say I'm the fittest comedian in the world but there was a comedian named Kenny Kane mm -hmm. who could actually beat me in everything. Oh, really? And I was like, I'm not even the fittest comedian. <laughs> and uh, well, don't worry. With life expectancies, that guy's that's, that's gone true. in a couple of years. He's uh, he's pretty fit. And even I went to college and ran track, and uh, I ran 110 meter high hurdles. Oh, wow! So I used to say, well, I'm the best hurdling comedian. And then I found out that not only was there a better comedian, Mario Joyner, who opens for Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario ran hurdles, had a better time than me. But also went to the same college I went to. Where did you go to school? I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, all right. So Mario, I'm not even the best hurdler, hurdling comedian like, from University tall, of Pittsburgh. He? He's like six. Yeah, five. but that's that's a misnomer. Like hurdles, it helps to be like I'm about the the short end, yeah. five ten. But it's hard to be any good under what my height. Like you got to have yeah, a long yeah. inseam too, because getting over the hurdles. But uh, how about this? I'm the best dart throwing radio host. Are you Atlanta. sure of that? Because I'm know. I, like, put it out <laughs> there, and you'll find a guy I in like all Montana yes. that'll be like, "I got you, Mark. I got you." <laughs> Bring it on, Eddie. Uh, great to see you, man. Best of luck. We'll check it out at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets online at punchline.com. Social media. Where can we find you? Uh, Instagram at Eddie F. E D D I E I F F T. I two F's. Two F's. All right, Eddie. Great to see you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Coming up after news, weather, and traffic, Mindy Kaling from The Office. But live in studio now, our fave from Access Atlanta, Brittany Tannenbaum. How are you, Britt? Oh, hey. Happy Friday. Amen. Um, I've got two four-year-old birthday parties to go to tomorrow, so I'm kind of out oh, of man. the pocket when it comes to weekend events. But uh, if you like beer, this is a good weekend for beer lovers, right? Chicken and beer. Wasn't that Ludacris's Chicken album? Chicken and beer, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So he might, you know, he might he might pop up. He might show up at Piedmont Park. Um, but the Chicken and Beer Festival is going down on Saturday. That's going on from noon to 6 p.m. over at Piedmont Park. It's basically just the best fried chicken from all the restaurants in Atlanta. Ooh, damn. Paired with beer. So how can you go wrong sure, with sure. that? You know, where where do you like to get fried chicken? Um, anywhere that it's served. I like anywhere? the Colonnade. I like Mary Max. Love Colonnade. Uh, but, you know, Popeye's churches, KFC. I mean, I, I'll eat fried chicken anywhere. I love it. How do you feel about hot chicken? My, I enjoy the taste. My stomach's like, no, no, this is, this is not what you should be Got putting it. in your body. So I only eat that rarely. Okay. So my sister lives in Nashville and it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's just huge. Nashville hot chicken. And I don't, I don't, I still don't think that I've tried it, but yeah. next time I go. Hattie I, B's. Yeah. 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 yeah oh yeah. They, yeah. I need to go. I'll show you the ropes, kid. Okay. All right. Actually last weekend, you had an amazing weekend. Real quick. Uh, who I you did. were hanging out with last weekend. I did. We went to a pool party with 50 cent. It was kind wow. of one of those last minute things where it's like, let's just go stop by. We were invited <laughs> to stop by. And then it just turned into just the best Sunday fun amazing. day ever. And it was his uh, management company that threw him a big, a big pool party. So he was just, he had like the, the Nerf uh, super soakers, sure, not yeah, Nerf yeah. or whatever, just going around, just like squirting everyone, and I got like soaked, but it was fine. Yeah, just, I saw you know. it the day after on your Instagram, <laughs> and I was very upset. I know. Um, if folks want to follow you on Instagram, let's do that. Let's start with that. Sure. The Brittany Tannenbaum account. So mine is at Brit Elise, 
And then Access Atlanta is at Access ATL. You can also go to things to do on our WSBTV.com uh, website and check out all the fun things that we have for this Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Happy Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, thank you, you. you. Taking your dad out? Um, we bought him some something from Lululemon. I won't say what. Okay. But um, we're taking we're we're giving him something from Lululemon, and then I'm going with my boyfriend and his son to swim for the day over at the Standard Club. So mazel that's to all the dads out there. Mazel to all the all the dads killing it. Uh, WSBTV.com. Brittany, always a pleasure, buddy. You too. All right, uh, news, weather, and traffic next. Then Mindy Kaling. You might want to stick around, Brittany. I'm I I love her. <laughs> we'll love right you, back. Mindy. This is the Mark Aram Show. Ain't nothing going on but the bomb fam rap song hitting all night long, just like me on the black and white. Jamie Foxx here. You there? You listening to the Mark Aram Show? You better. Now, two years ago on the Mark Aram Show, we had a fabulous comedian, uh, Fortune Feimster, on on the show. I hit it off. It, it was a great time. She's hilarious. She's talented. And she said to me, she said, "Listen, Mark Aram." There's someone I think you would hit it off with, and her name is Mindy Kaling. So I gave Fortune my number, my info, my email, and I waited for Mindy Kaling to get in touch with me. Two years later, she finally does. Mindy joins us on the Mark Aram Show. (laughs) I waited you out, Mindy. Two years I've been waiting for this call. How are you? Well, that is so nice, and Fortune is the best. She was on my show, and she's so funny. Um, I love that introduction. That's fantastic. Apparently, Fortune lost my number for a couple of years. Finally got it to you, but it's okay. Everything's fine now. I'm, I'm really stoked to talk to you. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, and, and oh, you, thank you. you. You've got a new movie coming out right now that, uh, like, I'm in a newsroom, and it's, you know, it's a TV and radio newsroom, and uh, we're in the entertainment business, and everyone's talking about this movie late night because we're all, uh, you know, addicted to late night television. Uh, I'm very excited about it with Emma Thompson. Uh, what should we expect from this movie, Mindy? Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Well, I, you know, I came from working on this show called The Office, and I wrote 25 episodes of that show. And this is just a another workplace comedy um, that stars Emma Thompson as a late-night talk show host who seems like on the outside like America's sweetheart, but then is a very different person to work for. And I play her first minority writer and her first female writer. And so... Um, I think it's a it's a really funny movie and it's really relatable and uh, Emma Thompson's so funny in the movie. That's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it. Now I'm uh, again a big fan of the late night shows, but I think my favorite late night show might be in the Larry Sanders show uh, on HBO back in the day. Oh my gosh, classic! What, what classic. You know, did did you uh, you know did that was that the nugget of the idea of of going behind the scenes of of one of these late night shows? Any influence there between the two? I love the Larry Sanders show. I think it's it's so fantastic and it's so great. And I think the way that they're, I mean, it was just so funny the way that his character was so funny and the people he surrounded himself with were so funny. Um, that movie was so about him and his coworkers. And this movie is a little bit about being a woman who has a position and deciding to become a mentor a little bit. It's it's uh, really the story of Emma Thompson's character and mine learning to work together and uh, her deciding that she can be you know, someone who can be a mentor as well as an employer. The movie's called uh, Late Night. It premieres tomorrow nationwide. Mindy and uh, Emma Thompson, uh, you mentioned uh, The Office, and I'm glad you did because it's only my favorite show of all time. And uh, Netflix recently said that uh, The Office and Friends are the most watched shows on Netflix, which is has got to blow your mind knowing that, you know, the show ended so many years ago, but it's still so popular. Yeah, I love it. You know, teenagers come up to me now, and they've watched you know, the entire season 
season one in two days and that kind of thing. So that feels great, you know, to have worked on something for eight years like I did and to know that it still has a legacy now is great. So loyal uh, viewers of, of The Office, and I am one of them, I've seen, you know, all eight seasons probably a dozen times. Uh, your character was different in season one than it developed later on. You know, the the, the Kelly character didn't really get fully flushed out. At what point did you and the writers uh, and the showrunners say, you know what, we, we can make this character more interesting and a deeper character? How did that come about? Well, you know, in season one, my role was pretty much just in a Diversity Day episode where I just needed to slap Steve Carell. <laughs> and then um, after that, uh, in trying to figure out what her character was like, it felt like there needed to be a voice in the show of someone who loved pop culture and loved, like, girly stuff because there wasn't really that voice. And so um, that was that's why that character was really fun to play because she was all those things. She was like kind of ripped from the entertainment headlines. And, and was that you, um, you know, kind of creating that character? Like you say, all right, I want her to be this this type of girl. Like I know this girl, I want her to be this type of character for the show. You know, she was really a. I was so close. To, I mean, to, to the character, I was so close to the character. So really, my boss, Greg Daniels, who who had an idea for what she would be like, and then it was all of our all of our writers kind of pitched on her, um, to be honest. Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't sprung from my brain, really, although I really <laughs> love playing her. So I, I just I was always envisioned like, oh, uh, Mindy knows, knows a Kelly in her life, and she's, like, <laughs> crafting it after that person. <laughs> no, I mean, she was such a kook that I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I don't know exactly <laughs> like her. But, um, but, yeah, she's definitely, you know, composite of... Some uh, definitely some people that I know, or some characteristics of a bunch of people I know. Well, such a, the show holds up; it's so great. I can't wait to see Late Night premiering tomorrow with uh, Emma Thompson as well. And if you don't mind, Mindy, uh, tell Fortune thank you finally for giving my number to you. You know, two years of wait, it's fine as long as you finally called. I'm happy. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to her and tell her thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Mindy. This was awesome. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, joining us on the Mark Aram Show, she's heading to Atlanta. She's a comedian, a best-selling author, and a very talented, funny woman. Chelsea Handler will be at the Tabernacle June 27th. Chelsea, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? Hi there. How are you, Mark? Excellent. I'm, I'm very excited to see you live in Atlanta and the Tabernacle, an amazing venue. What, what kind of show can we expect here? The life will be the death of me. Chelsea, sit-down tour. I just had a real, um, you know, kind of um, come to Jesus awakening, as you might say, um, uh, after, I don't know, a lot of, I kind of got to a point in my life where I was like, wow, wow, wow. I really um, had to take a look at, at things and take a look at myself. So I decided to go to a therapist for the first time in my life and uh, and really get real with that person. And then that turned into a book and then that turned into a book tour. And now it's turned into a stand-up tour, just kind of. Um, making fun of all the things that I thought I would never become. Now, the book is called The Life Will Be the Death of the, um, and it debuted at number one. That's, that's big. That's, you know, you know, Michelle Obama debuts at number one. Howard Stern debuts at number one. You debut at number one. That's, that's pretty amazing. That, that's gotta make you feel good. Thank you. Yeah, yes, it was very exciting. It's very exciting to debut at number one on the New York Times list, although it's much more common these days, but <laughs> it's still exciting nonetheless. Now, I, I mentioned Howard Stern. His his book, uh, Howard Stern Comes Again, comes out. I've, I've heard you on Howard many times, and he's very open about uh, seeing a, a therapist. Did that influence you in any way to decide, you know what, I need, I need to get on the couch and let some things out? Uh, 
no, he did not influence me anyway. But, uh, you know, I think it's everybody comes to a point where they want to ask more questions and they want to learn more and have their opinions changed. You know, I had, like, fully formed opinions, and I was in my, four, you know, I had turned 40, and I'm like, this can't be right, that I'm so stuck in my own thoughts and that I think that I'm right about everything and that I know everything. So it was a really nice, like, kind of, you know, way to shift and pivot in life where you're like, oh, wait, I don't think I know the answer to this. And I, I think I've been acting like I have this whole time. So it was, it's very fun to try to go and become a better person and then constantly screw up. You know, you get, you get like, you take two steps forward or you start meditating or doing something that you think is going to be helpful to you and others. And then you end up getting into a fight with a six-year-old in a parking lot. So, you know, things don't always go the way that you plan or you don't always make the progress that you want, but little steps in the right direction make a good impact. So it's kind of just about trying to get better, but always failing at becoming better. Life will be the death of me premiered number one on the New York Times bestsellers list Chelsea Handler will be in Atlanta June 27th uh, at the Tabernacle in Atlanta so did you did you start out knowing you were going to write a book or just as a comedian you were just writing things down and you said you know what this would make a good book no I just started going to therapy and then I and then it and then it and then everything he was saying started to make click you know like my brother died when I was nine years old like all these little things that I thought I'd never had to address not little things, huge things that I thought, oh, I'm too cool to have to deal with that, or yeah, my brother died, whatever, that was so long ago, I'm fine with it. You know, it, it directs the pattern of behavior for the rest of your life. So all those imprints that you have as a child in any trauma uh, shows up. So it was important for me to take it seriously instead of minimizing it and saying, oh, this doesn't matter, this doesn't make sense. Chelsea Handler joining us on the Mark Aram Show. You, you first popped up on my radar, and I'm sure a lot of folks listening now with with Chelsea lately, which is really a groundbreaking talk show, um, you know, kind of stuck at the back of the schedule and then got a better time and then just became a huge cult success. D- do you miss the show? Because I know viewers certainly miss the show. Yeah, I know. Viewers do miss the show. I don't miss the show. I mean, it was just very much like being in a frat house for me. So it was fun for like, you know, four years, and then I did it for eight years. So it was like, it it was, you know, it was fun for a long time, but then you kind of outgrow it. You know, I think in my life, especially I learned that I outgrow things very quickly or I, I get sick of things. You know, I have no interest in doing things permanently. So I'm always doing something temporarily, and then, you know, everyone else is expecting it to go on for longer. And I'm like, no, 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 I wasn't here to stay. So it was about, you know, learning also how to be patient with stuff and how to, like, you know, not burn out so quickly. I always did everything. You know, this is the first tour I've done. This is the first stand-up tour, book tour that I've done where I didn't have a TV show in addition to it to come back to and to be going back and forth. So it's the first time in a long time that I'm really, like, enjoying being on the road because it's really the only thing I'm focusing on. And the book has had such a huge response because everybody's dealing with trauma or grief and it can be funny and it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be dark and, 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 and sad all the time. Those are just elements of what happens. So I, it's, it's about just kind of bringing joy to dark situations and also having a sense of humor about yourself because we all take ourselves way too seriously, obviously. That's what all, that's all about the Mark Aram Show. That's what I wanted to do. Two hours every day. Just make everyone enjoy their time. You will enjoy Chelsea on stage at the Tabernacle June 27th. Uh, you can get tickets at ChelseaHandler.com and uh, check out her book, Life Will Be the Death of Me. Congratulations on, on your amazing success, Chelsea, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. I never bowned a honey that I didn't like. I never saw a mile that I couldn't hike. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Final edition of the Mark Aram Show. Thank you to the star-studded guest tonight. 
Mindy Kaling, Chelsea Handler, Brittany from Access Atlanta, and comedian Eddie Ift. It is uh, Father's Day weekend. Chuck, uh, I'm assuming you're not going to Montana tonight. The gift. I send Ift and everything. So. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Longoria, if you're listening, uh, on your way back from Monkey Joe's with your daughter, happy Father's Day. Uh, Olivia's birthday today, mm-hmm. four years old. Mike, see you tomorrow at the uh, the birthday extravaganza? Yeah. All right. I've got back-to-back four-year-old girl birthdays tomorrow. Really? Yeah, and it's Look funny <laughs> because... Both it's it's Livia it's Longoria's daughter and Longoria's daughter's friend. Oh really? <laughs> like I know her mom, nice. so I've got t- to go. Uh, it's it's yeah. You don't have to have kids. You got plenty. I've going got on. yeah exactly right. I've got plenty <laughs> of kids. So uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, especially my dad, uh, the greatest man I've ever known and will ever know. Happy uh, Father's Day, pops, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll see you soon. Uh, what are you guys thinking about star of the show? Hmm. Ooh. Mindy Kaling. No, any, I don't know. Any ideas, That's a good one. I, no. I, oh, you I, know what? We'll give it to uh, we'll give it to all the dads out there. Okay. There yeah. All, all right. If you're a dad listening to the Mark Aram show, you get star of the show. Unless you're Longoria, no, because <laughs> you're on you're on star of the show probation. So Longoria does not put it on the book. No, for Longoria, you get one, Chuck, because you're right. a dad. Longoria does not get one. All right, uh, let's get out of here. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Mama's gone away and your daddy's gonna stay. Didn't leave nobody but the baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.